west, a bad moon on the right, and a bad moon on the left. The bad moon uh, does not know a political party. It owns them both. So welcome back, everyone, to the Rebel Madman here on Republic Broadcasting Network. And folks, uh, let me ask you again, please. You're not going to hear this anywhere else, I promise you. This kind of truth, this kind of truth coming out anywhere other than RBN. And so if you want to keep the truth flowing then we must support RBN to do whatever we can to keep them out there. Now, here we are uh, starting off the third and final hour here. And, guys, I tell you what, it has just been magnificent for me to have Kathy and Phil with us. See that? I didn't call him Ron again. That's pretty good. Uh, but uh, we, have, <laughs> we have with us uh, now – uh, two of my very, very good friends, and if there's anyone, uh, you know, that uh, that will understand exactly where we're coming from, it would be no better, no one any better than DW and Cal. And so, uh, if you folks will uh, let me introduce them, uh, I'm going to start in alphabetical order. Cal is out there in uh, Arizona, and Cal, can you find your mute button, buddy? Oh, I found it, found it. It's, uh, wow, it's uh, quite an honor to be here, to to listen to these two and to hear the stories from Kathy and Phil. Uh, it's, uh, it's been emotional. Let me just put it that way. Uh, thank God for you people. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank, thank, thank I'm you, so, I'm still, yeah, I'm still all choked up here. <laughs> well, I can certainly understand that, and I know your heart, my friend, so I know you're with us. And now for uh, our commercial, retired commercial airline pilot, DW, uh, I know you have been listening in. I know you too well. What are your thoughts, my friend? Well, hey, uh, good afternoon. Uh, look, uh, it's been quite a ride. Uh, I mean, I really enjoyed speaking with uh, Ron and Phil a couple of weeks ago, and now Kathy's coming in here, and I'm I'm just really not very often at a loss for words, really, you know, where I don't feel like I'm really competent. But I, I kind of had that feeling listening to, I go, um, I just want to hear Kathy keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and she Let does, me get my hanky out of my eyes. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I, it's just like, well, you know, uh, there's this whole other story that comes off of U.S. liberty about you know people taking the initiative to um, address wrongs instead of waiting for government or somebody else to do it for them. You know, and that's. That's you're you're an example of that. Uh, all of you, Phil, Kathy, Ron, the U.S. Liberty uh, crew, and uh, so yeah, it was it's very emotional, and uh, I mean I appreciate that. There's times when it's appropriate, and this is one of those times. And uh, I, you know, when you're telling these stories and and reviewing it, and then you're you're going reprocessing and you're going back through it again and over, and looking at it from new eyes, and then you these experiences, you know, go to other people, and you know, I I can't help but think about my own experiences, and 
as you're talking about this and you keep you know everybody keeps saying well you know we can't believe or you know how could our government do this to us and you know i can't I kept saying that after 9-11, and I, I finally came up with what made sense to me was, <clears throat> uh, and I think it applies to um, the uh, the attack on the liberty, is that that was the day that the United States attacked America. That uh, the U.S. liberty, they, they were attacking America directly. Uh, when they when they brought those towers down, that was the United States attacking America. When they came at us with uh, poisoned injections, that was the United States attacking America. And I I think that I did write something down, and it's not really worthy but it's what came into my mind as I was listening to you talk and it's that the USS Liberty is one of the very central stories of America's journey to truth and reconciliation to grasp that a foreign power that masquerades as our legitimate government they're they're not my government and uh, this is why I think the liberty has, from their point of view, has to be censored, redacted, and wiped out. And your, your courage has not allowed that to happen. And so, thank you. Well, thank you, DW. And uh, before we uh, jump back to Kathy and Phil... I would like to uh, also tell you, folks, that we have a listener. Her name is Lynn. She's in Maryland. And she says that over 100 members of Congress walked out last November in behalf of the Palestinians because they knew about the liberty. And Lynn says that her mother was a naval contractor with a high security clearance who said all of the efforts to make the events of the liberty known make a great difference so that means a lot to me when we have a listener who will tell us these kind these kind of things and i was totally unaware that anybody in congress had walked out of this and you know that certainly wasn't made public anywhere but uh uh phil and what are your thoughts with that? Uh, were you aware that uh, actual members of Congress had walked out because they knew about the liberty? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, no, I'm not. I didn't know that, but I do know this. Uh, you know, having you guys on and saying what you did makes me extremely proud. Uh, you know, uh, we're all in the fight for our country. Oh, I don't think. Go ahead, Phil. I'm sorry. I stepped on you there. Go ahead, buddy. No, no, that's okay. They're, They're trying to destroy us. And, uh, 
you know, with all the migrants and everything, all the cover-ups and uh, <laughs> what are we supposed to do? You know, uh, lay down. I'm not going to lay down until I'm dead. Uh, or they kill me. And I've been threatened by that, too. More than once. But uh, just being part of the crew and listening to you all, and I admire you all for your... It just, you know, makes me feel good. It really does. I hope everybody in the audience is waking up and saying, hey, man, there's something really, really bad here. we got to fix we got to fix it. I don't know how to do it. Okay, is, is Trump going to do it for us? I don't know. I think he's better no. than anything out there. I don't know what to say. Phil, if I may interject something here, Phil, very quickly. And that is, I did extensive background research. And Donald Trump has been to the Wailing Wall. He has a son-in-law and a da- and a daughter who are uh, firmly in uh, the Jewish pocket. And I will tell you straight up front, Donald Trump ain't going to do nothing when it comes to actually doing what's right. He is a psyop. He was a psyop in 2016. This is my opinion to get the COVID thing to get people on the right to take the COVID shot because if they would have brought up COVID with Hillary Clinton as president, not one person who calls himself a conservative would have taken that shot. And just to prove that as evidence, Donald Trump now has said on multiple occasions that the Operation Warp Speed to get that vaccine out there was one of the greatest accomplishments of his life. So I think we have to pay attention to that, my friend. Well, yeah, absolutely. And you bring up COVID. That's that's what killed uh, Kathy's uh, husband, Michael. Oh, I can't talk about that anymore. If if we could just yes, ma'am, change yes, ma'am. that subject. I can't. I can't go there. It's too painful. Understand. So understand. Um, understand. And in respect for you, ma'am, we won't mention that again. So anyway, but uh, uh, continue on there, uh, Phil. Well, without you know, without the mention of that, right? I, you know, as Kathy has, has gone over and uh, graciously said, with her heart and soul and mind and and her faith, is that uh, we will get things done, and that uh, it just takes. Uh, it just takes believing, and uh, there's no one to lose any more than uh, Kathy. And I know you men here, are, all of you listening, or hopefully will uh, understand that you know this is a big deal for uh, for all of us. It's a big deal for America to have a certain spot for her artwork, for her beautiful, beautiful artwork. I need to interject because if I don't mention this, then I'll probably forget and then kick myself in the butt for not mentioning it. Let me tell you about a couple that I've known for 30 years, and I'm just going to say their first name, Stephen Sherry. Without Stephen Sherry and Steve's foundation, none of this would have happened. 
The amount of money that this man has given me is just incredible. The quarry, they gave me seven tons of marble last April to the tune of $34,000. That's a lot of money. So what I'm, I'm trying to portray here is that these aren't just chicken scratches. These are not um, somebody's little, oh, I think I'll make a monument situation. These are true American hero art pieces of art, and they are art. And my intention is to get them all together because they're here in the town of Cedar Ridge right now. But they are so good, and I am a monument maker, and I'm going to brag on myself just for a second because the, the people don't even know they're here. People in the nobody knows that they're even in Cedar Ridge. And my biggest bucket list is to meet Gary Sinise, and I'll tell you why. Gary Sinise is today's Bob Hope. What he does for our veterans is absolutely amazing. And if I would ever get to meet him and to go to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, those are on my bucket list. And as I'm looking at the aftermath Liberty Monument right here in front of me, there is no way in hell it is going to stay in a warehouse in Colorado past June. And I, I swear to God, people are going to step up. They're going to see this and hear about this story, and they're going to go, where do you want it, Kathy? And I'm going to go, I'll tell you where I want it. It's that important to me. There's nothing that I've done in my life that I've been so proud of and has meant more to me. And the other monuments, the, the stories that come with them, and I'll just give an example, and the Vietnam one. This is how tuned in I am to these monuments. I feel them, I see them, I hear them, I make them, and specifically with Vietnam. We have, and you'll go on my website, supportoursoldiersfoundation.org, and you'll see these monuments, and we're actually embellishing three of them because they're not good enough after we learned what we learned from the Liberty. And I'm sitting in front of the design wall, and I'm looking at this, and... It's uh, choppers and men running to the chopper. All of a sudden, I heard, get down, get down, get down, hurry, hurry, hurry. And I just covered my ears and I went, look, I hear, I hear what's happening. I started crying. I had to leave. I had to leave because I heard what was in that monument. Next morning, I came back. Same thing happened. And until I moved the soldiers on the Vietnam Wall, it finally quit. It happened with 9-11. I heard people screaming, falling out of the towers. I was just working on women of war. That's the next one we're coming up with. And there's these men walking, burned with mustard gas. Their eyes are bandaged. It's on the front of my World War I monument for women of war. Last week, I'm looking for more pictures to put on there because it also tells a story. I found a picture of, I'm guessing, the same men in their long underwears, hand on each other's shoulders because they're blind of mustard gas. They couldn't see. And I looked at Lark. I went, oh, my God, it's happening again. I said, Lark, I hear them. They were screaming, I can't see, I can't see, I can't see. And we put a nurse in front of there because the nurse is guiding them to the, to the first aid. I take that 
these monuments so seriously. I live them. I breathe them. Every single thing I put on that Liberty Monument was non-political. It's the story of what happened. Period. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you so very much for opening up your heart and sharing it with all of us. It means together. Okay, you you take the you take the break that you need. We're going to uh, kind of uh, jump to Phil here. Uh, Phil, uh, again, do you have in your mind an ideal place for this monument? Oh boy, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, it's got to be a place that uh, people can see it. I mean, we got to find a place that uh, people want to go. I, you know, I, I I need some advice on this. I think everybody uh, would would probably have to chime in on that. But uh, you know, just uh, I, I want a place of honor. I know Kathy does too. Uh, all of us do. So. I want people to see this and uh, to see all of this. Kathy's going to move these because they've got to be seen. I'm telling you, guys, this is the best artwork, and I've said this over and over, and I tell Kathy all the time, and I've seen a lot of monuments, but what she does is uh, is, uh, incredible, and uh, they've got to be somewhere, but especially the liberty. I just hope nobody destroys us. Phil? May I may I interject something here, sir? And this is what I firmly believe. I believe that regardless of where it is, the honor that will be brought to that piece of property, regardless of where it is, is the USS Liberty. We don't have to have a place of honor to put this monument. This monument creates its own honor. Absolutely. Wherever it wherever it goes, that is where that honor will reside. And then, as Kathy said, man, you know, the when she mentioned to me on the phone the other day that she would like to do this POW MIA monument, and to put that in the same area as the uh, USS Liberty, nothing could bestow more honor. I don't care where you put it. Uh, yes, I agree. It should be a place where people can actually come and see it. I'm all in that. But the monuments will create their own honor. We don't need an honored piece of ground to honor what already has more honor than any piece of ground in this country. I agree. No, no, I, 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 I get that. I get, I, I get that, Mike. Uh, I really I just... Uh, uh, Bill, the work that's been Bill, put in and the heart, soul, and the people, uh, especially Kathy's trying to trying to honor. Uh, I just, uh, I, you know, yeah, they will bring their own, their their own people there. The people that care about America. I hope. Phil, go ahead, Cal. Yeah. That that same divine providence that kept that ship afloat will make sure that this monument. We'll go exactly where it's supposed to be. Amen. Wow. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Can, can I draw an analogy? Do you guys mind if I pontificate for a minute? Please do. Um. So, let's see. What day was it that this happened? 
I was June five 8th. years old when that happened. June eighth, nineteen sixty-seven. I was five. I didn't know anything about delivery until I got older. Until you know, just a few years ago. But what I see here in the in the story I hear here is this government attacked the USS Liberty, just as this government was designed to attack Liberty. It was designed to. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. But the source documents and the truth is, is that that's what this government was created to do. And on June 8th, this government attacked it. And with the sacrifice and courage of brave, strong men, and with the help of divine providence, liberty was saved. I'm putting this past just a ship, past just a memorial. All of those are important, but I'm placing this completely on divine providence and the liberty that was given to all mankind through divine providence. There's a lesson there. And when people learn that lesson, that's the honor. That's where the honor will come. It's through liberty. Well, Cal... Does that oh, I'm make sorry. sense? I, I, yes, I'm sorry. I, I'm trying, no. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes sense in my heart and in my mind. I just have a hard time articulating it. But make it I, makes perfect sense, Cal. And you know, buddy, thank you for throwing that out there because you know what it prompted in my mind: build it, and they will come. Exactly. <laughs> That's a great one. Absolutely, it's, no doubt. Yep. It, it, no doubt. Yeah, it's. It's strong man, courage, sacrifice, a belief in divine providence, and a belief in liberty. And look what happened. It was saved. That's how it's saved. That's how liberty is saved. That's how mankind is saved. There's, there's just no two ways about that. it would that. be possible for it to travel, uh, if it would go on a flatbed and you could have it different places, that it would, like you said, wherever it went, their honor would be, and the people that... I, and I don't know where, what places they are they suggesting it to go to, but that was just something I've gotten several texts about that uh, since we've been doing the show. I wanted to bring that up and ask you guys about it. And here's the good thing, the good news, is we already have another tablet cut. So we have a five and a half foot by three foot tablet already cut and finished so we can make another one. So we could also put another one somewhere else. And getting back to Steve and Sherry, without them, none of this would happen. And he was at the unveiling uh, that we did at Robert Stone in Grand Junction, Colorado. And that was the first time he's ever done an interview, which I was really surprised. And this is what this man said. He goes, my foundation donates to a lot of things. They're very, very supportive of the military, wounded warriors. His father... Uh, was a graduate of West Point with Norman Schwarzkopf, so that's a pretty cool thing. And he said, when I give Kathy money, I know she's going to do what she said she's going to do. And when he said that, you know, we've been friends for 30 years, but for him to state that as a fact that I do what I say I'm going to do, and when those men... Um, uh, one of the guys at the reunion, Gary, he goes, I'll give you $5,000 right now for this mock-up. And I'm going, okay. And then David McFarland, he goes, why don't we auction it off? And I went, okay. And in seven and a half minutes, 
they raised $29,000, and I had that check in three weeks, and that monument was done a month and a half later because we embellished it and we made it better. So what I'm here to say is without Stephen Sherry, none of my monuments would happen. They have supported me every sense of the word since tying yellow ribbons down the main street of Rifle for seven and a half years. Those ribbons never came down and were replaced every two months. They've supported me, and without people like them and people in your audience that are just going to go, wow, we, we could... We could step up here. We, we're going to get it somewhere. And I, I know with everything in my soul that this is going to happen, and this monument will be placed in a place of honor. I know it. Well, I think, uh, guys, uh, when we talk about this, I think, uh, you know, we, we have all mentioned divine providence in this, and I think it is up to us to allow divine providence to decide where these monuments go. Am it's already I wrong? done, Mike. No, it's okay. already done. I, you know, you claim it and it's done. If and trust in God, that that's all you have to do. And if you claim it, it's done. Already there. I, I don't remember the exact saying, but I really, really believe that it's already done and somebody's going to pop up and go, all right, here you go. Let's move it. And I know it's wherever it's going to go. It's going to be moved properly and it's going to be in a place. Well, uh, Kathy, here's one thing I would like to throw out to the group. Uh, In a previous program that I did, we actually had someone speak up and say they would offer property to put this monument uh, and uh, the my good friend here, D.W., has uh, found out some things about that person. We're not going to mention them in any way. But here's one thing I think we need to do, understanding the ac- absolute psychosis of this government. We need to investigate and to thoroughly understand whoever says that they will provide a place for this. Because... What we do not want to allow those who don't want the monument to be anywhere to be allowed to choose where it goes and then destroy it. Just my thoughts. Wow. Anybody ever touch my monuments? I, I'm not certain what I would do. I'm pretty sure what you would do, Kathy, and let's not talk about that, okay? <laughs> and we're not. And that's okay. why I just dropped it at that. It would right. be ugly. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> DW, uh, you're, you're being all too silent there for me, buddy. Did you fall asleep? Oh, no. I uh, I know when it's better to listen than to talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cal, I just got to say, uh, what you said is probably the most uh, clearest, the most coherent thing I've ever heard you say, buddy. Uh, that was that was wonderful. Uh, I appreciated it. Uh, the uh, you know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with Ron and Phil, and uh, you know, not that I'm saying that it, I'm, I'm suggesting that it be put here, but just five miles down the road from me is a is an area just off of a a nice little two lane highway. It has uh, old picket styled fencing it 
it's on a, a sacred spot for the people here. It's a Confederate monument that recognizes the Cherokee Indian. It recognizes uh, the Confederacy, and it recognizes. Well, uh, hang on there, buddy. Hang on a, to that. A battle. Got a break coming up, okay? Hang on to that thought. Yeah. We'll be back with you, folks. Support RBN. Okay. There we go. tuned in to the republic broadcasting network visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org hello 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 from beautiful colorado my name is samuel jung k and i am currently the lead shilaji hunter and master herbalist for colorado shilaji company in this video series i will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by mother earth I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilaji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilaji by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilaji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilaji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. February is heart month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. 
However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Right, folks, where has a cause ever been more right than what we're talking about tonight? Where has a cause ever been? And man, I tell you what, there's only one word I want on my tombstone, and that is rebel. That's all I want on there, because that's who I've been most of my life. And as we were talking uh, off air there while the commercials were playing for RBN, Uh, I thought of something, and that was after the Vietnam Veterans Wall went up, and then someone created a model of that wall and carried it around the country. Now, guys, I was just thinking, if we put up, if it's done, and Kathy says it's already done, and I respect her, if the uh, Liberty Monument and the POW Monument is why would it not be possible to make miniatures of those and you know even if you whatever medium you had to use and then carry them around the country to various veterans organizations and meetings to put this thought and to tell them where the original uh, monuments are located and at least that way we would accomplish a double purpose Uh, I think that's a wonderful idea, and I was also sharing with Phil, I think the other idea I was telling you about the dog tags, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because that's a fundraising thing, so when I was talking to one of my fellows the other night, we, let's see, it's in, uh, let me make sure I get my information, Beale Air Force Base in California, November 10th, 2011. So what happened is this is an Iraq and Afghanistan memory wall, and there's 6,296 individual dog tags on this wall. And it's so cool, and I just went, we have to do that. So guess what? I bought a dog tag machine, and ordered dog tags, and we're going to make some. So this is how we can raise some money, is we're going to sell those dog tags. So anybody, we just got it connected to my web today, supportoursoldiersfoundation.org. You can order your dog tag, and if your grandpa, great-grandpa, your husband, father, whatever, served, and you want them to be honored, as we're trying to do, all of this is for honoring our, our veterans. 
everything I do is to honor veterans. This is a way we can raise some money to maybe ha- hope this happens. And it's it's on my web, and it said, order dog tag. And I'm my girl on my team, Cassie, came today, and she goes, look at this. And I was like, oh, my God. We were looking so official. So I sent the, the uh, link to Steve, and I said, look at this. It's amazing. So that is an easy way to raise money so we can either purchase the property, whatever we have to do. If we sell these for $25 and two for 50 if you want to have one, like, to be with you all the time, but we can guarantee they'll be numbered, and we're going to put them up here in Cedarage, and then we're also going to sell, like, uh, memory bracelets. My friend, my son's friend who was killed, Tim hasn't taken his off in 14 years, and I'm going, and I know people do that already, but that's another way to honor our veterans. We have to honor these men and women that have died for our country so we can do what we do which is be free, say what we want, do what we want, put this monument somewhere because I want it more than anything. The, the liberty has to go somewhere, and this is a way to get that happening. And I'm really proud of that and get that POW MIA wall going. We have to. We have to. Period. Well, I could not agree more. And... Uh Phil, we've got, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, 20 minutes left, uh, and I would like to get your synopsis of what we've covered and what your thoughts are, and then I want to get Kathy to do the same thing, and then we'll have uh, Stephen and DW and Cal with any thoughts they might have. So, Phil, go ahead, sir, please. Uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, Mike. Uh, yeah, uh my thought about today and this uh, show and everything is uh, it's very frank and very honest. And, uh, you know, we're not out here to uh, we're not out here to slay anybody. We're out here to tell the truth. And uh, the people have to realize that, uh, fortunately, like or unfortunately, like so many others that went before us, they didn't have the right to speak because they're dead or tortured or brainwashed. They used as guinea pigs. So, USS Liberty survivors, in my view, It helped save this country in many, many ways, more than one. Because this cover-up will cover more cover-ups of what this government does to their own wonderful people that sign up and take oath to give their life for their country. We just lost three more in an attack. I mean, they're sitting ducks... Our, our soldiers, sailors, Marines, and airmen should not be sitting ducks for the enemy. Then we bring them home and cough and salute them and forget about them. Can't do that to our country. 
We can't do that to our survivors, uh, all survivors of liberty. We can't do that to America. I just hope they wake up and figure it out, man, that uh, we're in serious times here. We have been for a long time, but I really believe the USS Liberty cover-up because we're still alive. We'll blow the lid right off these people if somebody would just listen to us. I know you guys are, but we need a lot more people listening to us, and you can network us like none other, and I appreciate that. I mean, I swear to God, you guys are something else, all of you, doing this. I mean, uh, as patriotic, and just, uh, again, I'll say it again, it means the world to me, and thank you. Well, let me tell you something, Phil. It's our honor to have you with us and to have the people and the people like Kathy with us, that means a lot. But one of the things that I think about so often, and I don't think enough Americans have been able to do this mental separation and to really understand what's going on in this world, we have to be able in our minds to separate our country from our government. They are not the same thing. Well, the, the 13 colonies didn't invent the U.S. government. Uh, they invented themselves. Yes, and uh, that's a very deep subject, something I work on all the time. And uh, so, uh, but uh, Phil, uh, you have indeed honored us with your presence here on multiple occasions. I uh, just can't thank you enough for that. Uh, and. Uh, I'm hoping that we'll uh, have uh, you folks back on with some good news in the very near future. Uh, but, uh, Miss Kathy, would you uh, do your synopsis, please, ma'am? Absolutely. What an honor it was to be here today. And when you said you're a rebel, I think my finest thing is I'm a patriot. I'm about as true a patriot as there is. And... When I die and get to heaven, if I get there, then that's what people are going to talk about is the things that I've accomplished and what I've done. And I could not be more proud of the liberty. And we wrote the history of the liberty without any political issues, one way or the other, in stone. So nobody can ever say that nobody could know about this. It is literally written in stone. The facts are as they should be, and there's nothing else that it, it tells a story. It tells a story, and I literally studied it. And I, you know, it's a little nerve wracking when you think of, you know, what could happen or whatever. When I was studying about this um, last March, they got my computer. It cost me 350 bucks to get my computer fixed because all of a sudden it said all the pictures I would click on it, liberty, 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 you know, for hours. And it said unavailable, um, inappropriate images. So they froze my computer. And that's okay. I got it fixed and it works again. So it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. But it's that important to me. And again, um, just... This dog tag thing that I'm telling you about, I, I really urge you to go to my website, supportoursoldiersfoundation.org. Look at it because then you can see the process of how painstakingly I've 
done the Liberty and all the other monuments, and it truly is a work of passion and love and to honor our veterans. And if we get this dog tag thing going, that could generate a lot of money, and we could purchase property. I mean, there's it's just um, there's things that could happen so great with one little idea, and going forward, it could pay for what we need. And so check out the web, supportoursoldiersfoundation.org. You'll get a good understanding about what I'm about and what is all the things that I've done. Not to pat myself on the back because nobody knew for years and years and years what I do. That's not the point. I just want to share that what I'm saying and what I do is legitimate. I'm as passionate as anybody about my my veterans and don't screw with them. And as far as I'm concerned, they've screwed with the Liberty. And now, since they made me an honorary shipmate, they're my shipmates. And this Liberty needs to be honored, and these veterans need to be honored. And I would love to have a dog tag of your grandpa or your great-grandpa or your husband or father hanging here in Cedar Ridge, and you can have one to wear around your neck in honor of them. We must not forget. And just a last reminder... I had a Vietnam veteran that was um, here at the RV park, and he was a dog handler. And after three and a half hours of him telling me his story, he and his wife were crying. I was crying. My husband was crying. I said, Sam, what do you wish people would say to you? So I'm encouraging you with everything I have. If you see a Vietnam veteran, walk up to them, and instead of saying, thank you for your service, say, welcome home, sir turn around and walk away. And then I just learned something else. I was watching this special on PBS. It's called I Am a Veteran. And these veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan, they say, I hate it when people walk up to me and go, thank you for your service. And they say, that's empty. Thank me for what? For what I had to do that I can't get out of my head? So I wrote down what this woman said, and it says, I acknowledge your service. Isn't that better than thank you for your service? Maybe maybe they don't want to be thanked for their service. Maybe so many people love that part of it, and I acknowledge that. But if you say, I acknowledge your service, that broadens everything in that person's mind. Welcome home, sir. I acknowledge your service. And oh, it'll thank change you, somebody's life. There thank you, you. That's beautiful. Let's bring in my uh, co-host here, uh, Stephen Douglas Whitener. Stephen, your thoughts, please, sir. Yeah, well, welcome home. You know, that that was really powerful. I like that, and um, I hope that uh, you, you will. You put pictures of the Liberty Monument on there, or are they already on that website? They haven't gotten on there yet, so we're working on that. We've got a, we've got a. That's the next thing we've been trying to get the web page up. But you'll be able to see if you hit the QR code. It'll have an oral, written history of each of the monuments, which also tells why I chose those pictures. It's pretty neat. So the Liberty will be up. I would say by the end of the month. I'm hoping. Oh, great. I look forward to that, and I think that's a great idea, carrying around a replica or whatever, and the dog tags. My uh, dad said his dog tags disappeared with his first wife back when he got <laughs> back from the, from World War II, but that, that sounds like a terrific idea, and I'm honored to have been a part of this. And like I said, welcome home, Phil and, and Mike, both of you. That That's really good. I'm going to remember that. Thank you, buddy. Um, DW, your thoughts, sir? 
DW, you still with us? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I really I really appreciate uh, everything that's uh, being talked about here today. The uh, promoting and marketing of this is actually incredibly important, as Kathy has pointed out, and Phil as well. And uh, I think you can rest assured that we'll do everything we can to support uh, your your website of uh, supportoursoldiersfoundation.org. Pictures help a lot when you're promoting and marketing. And uh, I would just say to anybody out there that is interested in this and wants to participate, if if you have a, a place in mind, uh, can they send pictures, Kathy? You know, Absolutely. look, I, I, here's a piece of ground. Send send pictures. People, people, you have all these fancy phones. Take pictures. Send them to Kathy. SupportAllSoldiersFoundation.org. Uh, this is a good thing. Um, you know, my uh, my background is I'm I'm just old enough to be the youngest Vietnam era veteran you you can know. <laughs> I'm just I was at the very wow. end of it. Very end of it, and I've over the course of the years, I've had the experience of talking to all the a lot of guys that returned not only from Vietnam but also from all the subsequent uh, uh, wars, and that you you look at them and you talk to them and you see that hundred mile stare or that thousand mile stare or yes their voice trails off and their shoulders going in a different direction. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, and I just look at them and I, I, I was always like, I, I don't know what to say to you. And I finally came to me one day up in, uh, one day I was talking to a young man at a, at a bank. He was a teller and we got into that conversation and I, I looked at him and it, you know, it was about he he was guarding. He he confessed to me. He says, you know, he says I spent a lot of time in Afghanistan, and he says I was guarding the opium fields for the CIA and the drug running that this government's doing. He says I was guarding the drugs, and he he said I, I just feel so ashamed and I, I looked at him and I said listen the reason what you have to tell yourself is that the reason you went wasn't the reason you were sent and don't you accept responsibility for that and I don't think he had thought about that and wow. I, think it, I think it's important for honorable men Honorable men, you know, here's my question. Here's a question. How many times, how many more times do honorable men have to martyr themselves at the command of a dishonorable government? And I, I, I'm a patriot, and I value our, our men, and I want to protect them. They're not, they're not like Henry Kissinger said. They're not just... Uh, useful idiots. They're not. They're my brothers. And uh, I just want to thank you all. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Kathy. Everybody else, thank you. Thank you, DW. And uh, Cal, uh, 
we're all ready for you, sir. First off, I just want to say again how uh, honorary, honored I am to be here, and how humbling it is to to speak with you guys, and and I guess uh, to acknowledge your your service, Mike, Phil, EW. Um, but I also want to thank all of you guys. And to thank you for getting out there and speaking the truth, because the truth is so hard to put out there these days. It, it takes courage to get out there and speak the truth day after day and to push for it. And, and Kathy, you are you are such an inspiration with your tenacity and your your forcefulness, so to speak. Not in a mean way, but in a in a in a wonderful way. It's been truly truly amazing listening to you today and i want to thank, thank you for you. everything you've done i'm thank truly you. truly humbled and honored by everything you've done i i can't i don't know i don't i really don't have words enough to thank you people but, uh, just thank you very much everyone uh, well, thank you yeah, cal go ahead ron Phil. <laughs> i did it again <laughs> no that, that's what i just want to say this before we get off air you know, uh, you don't have to be a service member to love and serve your country. Absolutely. And uh, uh, being in the military doesn't give you any more right to be to be uh, honored than uh, other people. We, we went because we wanted to. I did. I know I joined in 64 and... Uh, and uh, that was right, big time uh, Vietnam. But uh, I didn't care. I wanted to be in the military. I'm glad I did. It gave me structure. But my my point being, uh, people serve their country like like Kathy. Look, look at her, what she's done uh, because she is she is a patriot. And uh, if I've ever seen a patriot. She is. And I uh, God bless her for that. And I'm. Extremely happy I, I got to uh, move to Safe Town and meet Kathy and get to know her. But the bigger picture is our country. Our country needs to be. Our country needs us. Uh, I'm not talking about a revolution or anything like that. What I'm talking about is truth and honor of uh, who we are as human beings. Honor each other, uh, and uh, anybody that treads on my honor they will they will be met with uh, with other things so uh, that's my point I've been threatened for my wife and I got threatened in San Diego how they know I was there he come up he's a Mossad agent he told me that oh boy he says man you better keep your mouth shut my wife went crazy on me. Crazier than me. But, uh, no, that's the kind of stuff that happens. I'm not giving up. What do you, I'm 77 years old. Okay? If they kill me now, so what? But I'm not going to give up. Not not on me or my country or my shipmates, especially the, ones that, the, the guys who didn't come home that day. They were, I can't imagine. I just can't tell you. The grief. Uh, I'm sorry, but I go off. No, don't. Hey, don't you apologize for that. 
that's one thing I will not allow you to do is to apologize for being the man that you are, Mr. Turney, because you are an inspiration. And you should be an inspiration to so many people, as should Kathy, and should be an inspiration. People, if you're sitting around on your butt watching television and you can't wait for some new ball game or some cars going round and round in a circle real fast, why don't you actually tune into your country? Why don't you emulate people like Phil Turney? Why don't you emulate people like Kathy? Why don't you do something? And that's one thing that I would ask you to do, and you can sure start that out by helping keep these kind of platforms going for the truth and to go to Kathy, do whatever you can to help, and let's get this monument out there so that our children and our grandchildren will know about this great sacrifice and how their country sold them down the road. We've got about 30 seconds left to go. Guys, let me tell you, I can't thank you enough, Kathy, and I'm looking forward to continued phone conversations, if you'll put up with me, lady. Absolutely. And, and Phil, I can't wait to actually press the flesh uh, when we get a chance to actually sit down, sit across from each other and talk, because there's one thing for sure, neither one of us are still spring chickens. No, and I don't drink Bud Light either. <laughs> and here comes the music, folks. Support RBN. God bless everyone. You guys are just absolutely wonderful. Can't thank you enough. Love you thank all. Thank you, Mike, for having us. Yes, ma'am. God bless everyone. He always does. See you tomorrow night on the Rebel all and right. the Renegades. Sick of censorship? Means, happy DLB Saturday. Talk is the cure. DLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. All we are right. the newest hey, and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs>